Hello everybody and welcome back to the Mr. Mac podcast. Thank you to everyone that's been leaving me messages on my Mr. Mac Facebook page or on my Instagram saying how you've been enjoying the first two episodes and how I'm just if I can just help one person then this has all been worth it. I will be covering other topics. The first two has been on like workload and five top tips whenever my class was starting school. This week's episode is going to be called hashtag make it count. Make your time count in the classroom and in your own life. And I'm going to talk about how I've been doing that this last week. I'm going to share five, I'm going to do this every week, five tips are going to be my basics. That's what I'm going to call them. B-A-S-I-C. Every week we'll have five basics and then I will cover other topics such as planning, the new EYFS and so on and so forth. So let's start today's episode. Hashtag make it count. Welcome back. So today is Monday. Usually I have, well, usually I've only recorded three episodes <laughs> as if I'm a veteran. <laughs> Usually, uh, the past couple of weeks, sorry, I've been recording my podcast episodes on a Sunday whenever I've been chilled out with a cup of tea. But yesterday, um, I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, um, I was listening to myself and being like, Dan, don't do anything on Sunday. Sunday's your time. But um, I thought to myself, I'll do it on Monday because it's sort of into the working week and we'll have had a day back at work. And if something crops up in my mind that I think it might be good to share then you know it's a brand new start of a week and then I'm also thinking it's the start of the new working week and people want might want something to listen to on a Monday thank you to I cannot believe the amount of people who've been listening to the podcast like we're talking hundreds here and it's just two podcast episodes so far I thank you for your uh, five-star reviews on Apple podcast if you can and do have the time please drop me a five-star review or less than that if you want to <laughs> Because it helps the podcast get noticed and helps other people to find it. Now this week's episode is called Hashtag Make It Count. Now this hashtag has come from um, one of my friends and I this last week. We're both in this online personal training group. We decided to, well sorry, I said to him, oh gosh it's like six weeks to half term. And he said to me, Dan don't count the, don't count the weeks, make the weeks count. And I was like, that is so true. And we decided to, for a, for a week, make a target to reach by Friday. So we decided this last sun, Sunday, last Sunday. A target to reach by Friday and we were going to make it count, make our time count. And mine was to get up every morning, because I'm an early riser anyway, I'm a morning person. I never used to be, but I am now. And go on my bike for 20 minutes every single morning. And that's me reclaiming my mornings for myself, because... Like in my first podcast episode when I talked about my well-being journey, I used to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, sweet Lord above, I need to get out of bed, roll into the shower, roll back out, into some clothes, and out the door, eating toast, something like that. Maybe not toast. <laughs> first podcast episode, it was a Mikey D's breakfast and a coffee and double espresso. Anyway, those days have hopefully passed. So I said to myself, I'm going to get out of bed every day early, instead of lying on past my snooze alarm, and make hashtag make it count reclaim my morning by going on my bike for 20 minutes get the music on on the headphones or something like that and just go for it it'll help my fitness it'll wake me up and it'll make me feel as if i've done something for me for myself toward, towards my personal goals in the morning and my friend he was going to walk 5k every morning he lives in australia 
So we would post a photo to each other saying, that's it, I've done it, I've achieved it. And it, it became like this thing, I, when I woke up in the morning, I used to, I used to have like 10 alarms. I'm not going to tell you what the labels were in the alarms because it's not repeatable over this. Let's just say there was a few spare words. Anyway, <laughs> um, one of my other friends does this thing where he do- he sets like two alarms. I think it's one now. And as soon as it goes off, he says to himself, three, two, one, get up. It makes himself get up. So I've been practicing that recently. Three, two, one, get up. Some days it's easier than others. Thursday last week. Goodness me, it's three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two, one, get up. <laughs> so I did that all last week and I couldn't believe it. Like my energy when I was in school then was because I'd done something for myself, I was like full of beans. Maybe a bit too much because I'm hyper sometimes as it is these days. And we both got to Friday and we felt like we'd really accomplished something because we had to make sure that our week was sort of planned out. So what I do is, I think I've spoken about it before, I have my can-do list. And before I do my can-do list each day, I look at my week, plan out my week, and then I have a separate sheet that I do every day. It's just like, uh, what can I fit in to the day? I have the hours down the side, which helps me also set realistic expectations for my day of little jobs that I need to get done on my can-do list. And because I had planned it out and I got my meals prepped on Sunday, I had the time to go to sleep at a decent time because I've stopped working at home. And... I was able to wake up in the morning and get these things done. And I'm thinking to myself, if I could just inspire one person just to give it a go for one week, then, you know, that's all that matters, really. And it's those small wins every week that that add up to something bigger. So hashtag make it count. What can you do in the next week? What challenge can you set yourself for yourself? No matter what time of day it is, maybe it's before work, maybe it's after work, something you can do yourself every single day and see if you can achieve it by Friday or Saturday maybe it's a 15 minute walk in the morning maybe it's going for a cycle in the evening maybe it's going for a swim maybe it's sitting on a bench and having a cup of coffee takeaway coffee they've started doing pumpkin spice lattes in Starbucks I was in at the weekend and I was like yes Halloween is here get me a pump and not get me please may I have a pumpkin spice latte venti please venti size it was delicious. So hashtag make it count. Now, what I've noticed recently is on my Mr. Mike Facebook page and on my Instagram, the most interactive posts are ones where I post about my well-being. On Sunday, no, Saturday, sorry, I posted a picture of, sorry, Sunday, a picture of myself from, sorry, it cut out there. Um, so what was I saying? On Sunday, I posted a picture of myself on my Mr. Mike Instagram and it was a picture of me from a few years ago and I was a bit heavier then and you just I wasn't very happy but I took that picture for myself because I just finished crying I was on my way into work I didn't have time for breakfast I had gained a lot of weight by that point I had no energy left in the tank which meant I wasn't as creative as I usually would be and I just couldn't think to make idea you know to think of ideas to make myself creative or sorry to make my plans creative or to try and give my best and that made me feel awful and it didn't help that the environment was a bit toxic as well but I took that picture in my elevator on the way down and I said to myself someday you're going to look back at this photograph and you'll be like how did I get through that what you know what what did you do to get through that 
And I was scrolling on my phone at the weekend, and that picture popped up, and it just said to myself, wow, you have made the change, hashtag make it count, to put yourself first and, and to not feel bad for that. My personal trainer, Keegan, always says, self-care is not selfish. And I truly, truly believe that. When I put that picture on, I got so many messages from teachers saying, now we're only like, what, three or four weeks into the term, saying that they're in that position. They feel like that right now. They, they feel burnt out. They feel that they're not being listened to. And I've tried to reply back to people and try to help. And I've said, well, if there's anything I can do, I will try and help you. I have to like, look at my can-do list to plan things out manageably. You can't do everything. You know, you're not master of the universe. We aren't ma- master of the universe. We're human beings at the end of the day. And also I had messages from people reaching out to check I was okay because they, they, they're not to know it's um, a recent picture. They thought it was from, from last week. People ask me, are you okay? I'm here if you need me and stuff like that. And I thought, how lovely is that, that people are reaching out to help each other? Because a lot of the time I do see people posting on Twitter saying that they're in tears or burnt out or so-and-so on their SLT has been pressurizing them. I saw actually just before I recorded this episode, someone had tweeted that they had an email at 8 p.m. on a Friday saying that their planning wasn't how it should be for the upcoming week and that it needed to be finished. So it needed to be edited and improved by Monday morning and I was like that is absolutely ridiculous so I just can't believe that there are people out there that do that and if if you're if that's you in that position please reach out you please you have to speak to a family member speak to a colleague phone you know your union rep for advice because you have to and like I said earlier self-care is not selfish so hashtag make it count make your time count and set yourself a goal for next week or this week. Something you can do for you every single day. Something simple and try and go for it. And ask, get a friend to join in with you and challenge each other to do it for the week. Little well-being goals for the week. Now, one of the things that made me think about my well-being was, well, last April, March, April, whenever lockdown happened, and I um, signed up for an online personal trainer, which totally changed my life. Also, um, I went back to work in September and I'm still with the personal trainer now, but I lost my granny last October and it was absolutely devastating. Now, I'm not going to get upset, but I will never forget how exhausted I was after that. But I also won't forget that when I was home one half term, I had so much work to do that I didn't go and visit. And the same thing happened with my granddad as well. I just was so busy at one point that I just didn't have the time one, I think it was one Easter when I was at home to go and visit. And I put that before. I know that we all have pressures and we all have things to do, but whenever I lost my granny in October, it really, it was just very tough. And it made me evaluate a lot of things in life and um, what to put first and life needs to go first. And I'll always try my best for my work, but life has to come first. So, Granny, if you're listening, I'm all right. I still make a cup of tea on a Sunday. 
<laughs> so um also you need to I, I have a lot of hope these days and i was sitting thinking one day how did i get to where i am now because it wasn't an easy sale i when i was 18 i applied to two to, to two teaching universities back home um st mary's and stramillis i didn't get into either so i went to queen's university and i did zoology i know <laughs> me doing zoology anyway and after that i tried again to get into not st mary's where was it i tried to get into this time um i think it was Coleraine to do teaching i didn't get in either and i was like gosh maybe this isn't for me you know maybe i was working in the supermarket at the time so i was doing two jobs i worked in a supermarket and a swimming pool um and i thought to myself maybe maybe teaching isn't right for you because i was so nervous i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> and i thought i'd give it one last shot so I applied for Leicester and Birmingham and Liverpool. And at this point, I had got a job for Camp America for the summer. I thought, right, I need to do it before I get any older. I was only 24. <laughs> so, sorry, 23 when I applied. And I, I heard back from Leicester and I went over and I gave it my all. And I got in. I was so proud of myself. And um, went to Camp America, came back, did my PGC over here. And I had so much fun on my PGCE and I made some friends on that that I absolutely loved. It was high pressure, don't get me wrong. Oh my goodness. I remember sitting up at like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning laminating with this little cheap laminator that I bought. And it, I'm not even joking, it was so loud. It used to go, Nyeh! like a shredder. Nyeh! And I was living in like a post-grad house and the room I was in was tiny and the fumes off the laminator because it was these like, used to. Be, I don't know if you can still buy them now, but like 10 years ago, you could buy packs of 10 laminating sheets. 10 laminating sheets for a pound in the pound shop. They were, I'm not, I don't even know what they were made out of, but they would choke you. The smell, the reek that came off them, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but, you know, these things needed to be done. And then I you know, went through PTCA and got a job at my last placement school and then not looked back. And I wanted to be UIFS leader. And then, of course, the pressure starts piling on. And yeah, that's where and that's where I've got to now. So what I'm going to do next is share some of my five basics. So every week I'm going to think of some basics to share that I've jotted down from the past week to share with everyone in the hope that they might make a difference. And I'm going to call them my basics, but to make it fun, B-A-S-I-C-S, B-A-S-I-C-S. Yes, my basics, the small wins that I've got from the past week and things that I've just thought about that I thought might be useful for everyone. So time for the basics. Who does not love a bit of S Club 7? I, in the mornings, I have music playing in, in, as soon as I get up or in my classroom. And the other teacher who teaches alongside me, Chris, we love a good sing-along. This morning we had ABBA. There was one week we had on Grace. And then we had on, goodness me, it's when I'm, oh, the Bee Gees. You win again. Absolute tune. I don't really know the words, so I just sort of like make up. Or I pretend that when I'm singing along to BGs, you win again. Like, 
Gonna be the one, gonna be the one everybody needs. All I know is you win again. Anyway, okay, it's time for the five basics from the week. When I'm thinking about this, I think it's what is the absolute basic thing that we need to do in this area or with whatever it is we're teaching or a routine that we need to get the children to do that will help them to be on their way. And that's my catchphrase I have in my class. I always say to them, even if you give things a little go or a little try, you'll be on your way. And I got that from, you know, the Disney movie, Hercules. I am on my way. I can go the distance. I don't care how far. Somehow I'll be strong. Love that song. So number one was the creative area. So the children were showing a lot of interest in painting. Who doesn't love to paint? And you can just imagine. So we have a free layout where they can choose. We've got color charts on the wall. Sorry, on the shelf. They're the same ones that you'd find in uh, like a painting shop, like in the painting section of B&Q, sorry. You know, it's like the color shade charts. We have those stuck up. And in front of those, they have the pre-mix paint and the bottles that they can squirt out. And underneath, in the second shop down, we've got powder paint for those children who want to add a bit of water and mix it up themselves. So I said to myself, what is the basic, absolute basic things that they need to do here when they're painting to move forward? And it just dawned on me, Teach them how to wash a paintbrush. Hello? If you can wash that paintbrush and get it clean, then you can paint using different colors, which means when you're painting for, sorry, when you're choosing colors for a purpose, that your colors are looking more vibrant and clear. So your green hasn't got, you know, bits of purple or blue mixed in with it if you're not color mixing. And if you are color mixing, if you're washing your paintbrush between using the different colors, then your color mixing will be... Um, accurate so say if you're painting with a red and then you want to mix blue and yellow to make green then bob's your uncle you've got that paintbrush washed because i know from observing mine they just go from one bit of the painting tray to the other and it's all everything's brown everything is brown or a gray color so i said to myself right let's teach them how to wash a paintbrush let's teach them how to put on the apron by themselves this is in the creative area the glue stick teach them how to wind it up and wind it down because then that saves us from doing it and which means they can also get the lid on and if you've got new glue sticks we've got prit sticks everybody prit sticks are in the house i can't believe it <laughs> don't come after me um <laughs> if we can teach them how to wind them up they can do it by themselves and if they wind it down and we highlight the importance of that because it'll dry out and you won't get the lid on properly then that's another small win and scissors using scissors Thumbs up when you're using those scissors. Keep your thumbs to the top when you're using those scissors. And I was watching them the other day and my TA was in there and they were taking their time washing those paint brushes and at the top of the paint, so the paint pots actually, the water pots sit on the shelf and we've taught them that you can go fill that from the sink themselves. We've got the sinks a bit high up so there is a step for them so they take it over, they turn on the tap, they fill it with a bit of water and put the lid back on. Now it took some teaching to do this, of course. And they're getting better at it. Of course, they've dropped it on the floor and we've got a whole swimming pool going on. But we've mopped it up. Every opportunity is a learning opportunity. And they've put the lid on and the lid's got sort of like, how can I describe it? If you've got these paint pots in school, you know, you put your lid on top on the, sorry, the water pot. Well, we call them water pots, but they're also paint pots. And it's sort of like a funnel shape going down into it. So I've taught them to, when they're washing the paintbrush, put it all the way in, give it a little stir, give it a little tap, tap, tap. And as you take it out, 
wipe the paintbrush around the top of the like the funnel shape just to get that extra bit of water off and when they're using the glue stick i've seen them now wind them down i put the lid back on i'm like yes so number one creative area washing the paintbrush putting on an apron winding up and down a glue stick and scissors thumbs to the top number two in the b-a-s-i-c tidying up now we are my classroom looked like primark or if you're Northern Ireland, pre-mark, at 6.30 p.m. on the week before Christmas. Everyone is taking clothes and putting them everywhere. Or on the, who drops the clothes on the floor? Who does that? I always spot that. And I had, one day I was in, I saw this lady trailing a suitcase over some clothes. I'm like, pick them up off the floor. Or don't trail your suitcase over the top of them. So tidying up. Whenever I get the children to stop, I always have a saying. I go, all right, stop. They cross their arms and they say, collaborate and listen. Now, I'm still teaching them to say that. And the word collaborate, boys and girls, is to work together as a team. Who wants to be in our team? So I say, all right, stop. They cross their arms and say, collaborate and listen. Now, we're working on getting absolutely everybody to stop. And I will wait for them all to do it. It's the early part of the year now. We've got the time to wait. And what feels like 10 seconds, 10 seconds to us feels like 10 minutes, doesn't it? Whenever you're waiting for everybody. It's not that long at all. And if we keep reinforcing that, the importance of this, then... They'll get it. And they have. Now, like today, I was like, all right, stop. They crossed their arms. They said, collaborate and listen. And then we say rule number three. And we act out. Stop. Point to our eyes. Look. Point to our ears. Listen. Stop. Look. Listen. And we've got photo- we've got tidy up maps. So I've got photographs of areas. It's a tidy up map. And they can look at it to help them put the things away. And um, they are- they're so good at tidying up already. I cannot believe it. Obviously. It, you know, it doesn't need to look like Pinterest or a shop display. As long as it's put back in the area, then that's all that matters. And we're trying to get them to tidy up as they go along, which is, if you know the answer to that, then you need to sell that. Not an ESPO, because that's overpriced. Sell that, because <laughs> it's still hard to get them to tidy up as they go along. So number two, tidying up. Stop, get all the children to listen, think of a little saying. And later on, I'm going to have some tidy up monitors. We have a clipboard off the different area photographs and they will tick it off and they can walk around the classroom with a little lanyard and everything as a little tidy up monitor. Number three in the B-A-S-I-C, number three, lining up. Lining up. Now, they do, it does not have to be perfect. They are not, you know, robots. As long as they're sort of in line, that's all that matters. Whenever I'm getting them to line up, I will get them to, I will say, when I clap my hands, I need you to stand up and freeze like an ice cube. And we think of a different pose each time. So I clap my hands. Sorry if that clap scared you. <laughs> and we'll freeze like an ice cube. I always like freeze and I try and speak to them without moving my mouth a lot because I need to model and all the adults need to model too being frozen like an ice cube. If we expect the children to do it, then we need to do it too. And then I will say, if you're wearing blue, because our screen for is blue, when I clap my hands, you can line up behind, and I'll choose someone to be the line leader. And I'll say, if you've got long hair, short hair, getting those words in there, aren't we? Descriptive words as well. Then you can line up. And then whenever we're all sort of aligned, my TA last week came up with this song. Oh my goodness, I love it. So I stand at the front of the line, and they spread themselves out, and we go, ah, 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 stay in line, stay in line. So we go, ah, ah, like the disco dancing. And then when we say stay in line, we put our arms forward, um, almost in line with the person in front of us. So we go, ah, 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 stay in line, stay in line. Ah, 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 stay in line. Stop and listen. 
and they absolutely love singing it. And then it sort of gets them all in line, doesn't it? So number three, lining up. Come up with a song or a little jingle for them. St take the one my TA made, stay in line. It's fantastic. Number four in the B A S I C. Now, for the first time ever in my entire 10 year teaching career, are you ready for this one? Now, you have to believe me, this is true. We've got to the end. So on Friday, we've got to the end of their first full week in school, but they're all in at the same time. And we have not lost a lid off any of the felt tip pens or whiteboard pens, which are out in a pot, or glue sticks. Yeah. What have you done today to make you feel proud? You ever see that meme? You're right. No one's leaving this classroom until we find the lid for that glue stick or Monica from Friends. You need to push the cap to hear it click. <laughs> so what we did was we highlighted the importance of this because I had some already in my drawer that are dry and I've modeled trying to use them. And I'm like, oh, goodness me, what's happened to the felt tips? Oh, we've left the lids off. And if you've been following me for a while, you will know what this song is. Beyonce, single ladies, change two. If you like it, then you better put a lid on it. If you like it, then you better put a lid on it. So we've been doing Squiggle Wiggle, which is being inspired by Jeanette Basin. And we've got our felt tips. We've been practicing that song during Squiggle Wiggle. So we hold the pen in one hand and the lid in the other. And we practice going, if you like it, then you better put a lid on it. If you like it, then you better put a lid on it. And then we've got all the lids on. We hold our pens in the air and we go, oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 And they absolutely love it. So if you like it, then you better put a lid on it. Number four, felt it pens. Like it, then you better put a lid on it. Number five, I've already spoken about it before last week, is the can-do list. Not a to-do list, because to-do lists are absolutely humongously huge, and I've never benefited from it, because I've never got it all ticked off, and... It always makes me feel that it's never-ending. Whereas the can-do list, burp, 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 burp. you can download it from my website, www.mrmac, which is MC, makingmemories.com. Go to free resources and general resources, then scroll to the bottom, and there you will find the can-do list. It's just got three columns. It's got 10-minute, because RTAs come in 10 minutes before the start. They're 10-minute jobs. It's got the section in the middle before the end of the day. And then if we get a minute jobs and it makes me, it's taken me a week or so to get into the swing of using it. So I can see, right, I've put too many in that day or I've not put enough in there of jobs that we could get done. And that's the can do list. And we love ticking it all off. And each day we bin that sheet because we're like, yes, look at all this. Oh, look at all these things that we've achieved. And it's manageable. It's not over the top where there's like 10 things on there that we're not going to get done. And it also helps me because then I can look at what tasks I need delegating and the TAs in my classroom, we all have a part in it together. And it's it feels like we're accomplishing things and I absolutely love it because then that means that we've put that sheet in the bin and we can all give each other a little high five at the end of the day and say, yay, well done, yay, well done, we got all these tasks done. Obviously the first few days when I was doing it, I, put, I still put too much in it because it then also makes me think about, well, how long is the school day and what is achievable? outside of teaching and observational play and stuff like that. So number five is the can-do list. Not a to-do list, the can-do list. And download it. Go for it. Thank you for listening to this week's Mr. Mike podcast. 
It has been great to share with you all my well-being journey, my can-do list, and my five top tips, my B-A-S-I-Cs. And it means a lot to me that some of you have started sending me messages or reviewing the podcast. That is superb. If you can subscribe, that would be fantastic. Share it with your friends. Coming up next week, we're going to talk about the new EYFS framework. Ooh. Also, can I ask, have any of you received your CO2 monitor yet from that man? What's his name? Him with the whip. <laughs> Do you remember he posed with a whip on a table? What's his name? Oh, Ga- Gavin. Gavin Williamson. Gav, if you're listening, we're still waiting for our CO2 monitors. See you later, everybody. Have a lovely week.